Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertile Life, the podcast. This is episode 85 called Kayla. I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, Vios Fertility Institute. Vios is a different fertility clinic experience built on a foundation of patient-centered care, evidence-based medicine, and innovative technology. With clinic locations throughout Chicago, Milwaukee, and St. Louis, the Vios Fertility Institute team understands the challenges of infertility. Their physicians are board certified and fellowship trained reproductive endocrinologists and infertility specialists with a passion for helping patients realize their dreams of parenthood. As a patient, you'll notice the difference from your very first phone call to the team celebration of your positive pregnancy test and everything in between. Fios prides itself on its individualized patient plans that are best suited for your emotional, physical, and financial needs. To learn more about Fios Fertility Institute and to schedule your first appointment, visit fiosfertility.com. That's V-I-O-S-F-E-R-T-I-L-I-T-Y.com. Thanks, Fios. Okay, guys. So today I'm talking to my friend and our recent Fertility Rally Live breakout session leader, Kayla Smith who is the CEO and program director of the Hormone Puzzle Society, which is a hub for women that talks about fertility, hormones, and the business of coaching. So she is a coach. She has 20 years of experience as a fitness trainer, a wellness educator, and an author. She's down in Nashville, and she's really fun to talk to. So she's going to tell us all about fertility and nutrition and how it affects your hormones. And she's going to tell us her own story, too, about having her two boys. So without further ado, thank you to Kayla, and this is Kayla's infertility story. Hello, friend. How are you? It's good to talk to you today. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me. Of course. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. You've been working with Fertility Rally and Rally Live and doing all this stuff with you, but I've never really gotten the whole scoop and like what happened with your fertility journey. So I'd love to get into all of that. And I always like to start at the beginning. So did you always want to have kids and be a mom? Oh my gosh. Yes. I have wanted to be a mom since I was a child. I mean, I can remember growing up playing with my Barbies and just really wanting that for myself. So yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fast forwarding, what happened when you started to try? Yeah. So my husband and I, we got married and we thought it would be fairly easy. You know, you grow up your whole life trying not to get pregnant and then you Mm -hmm. think you have sex and you get pregnant. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was not that easy for us. We started trying and went a couple months and nothing was happening. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's going on? So I think we waited about maybe four to five months. And then I went to my doctor. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get pregnant. Nothing's mm-hmm. happening. How old were you at the time? So I was 30, let's see, 34 when we started trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's right. Cause yes. So 34. So I went, you know, I was a little bit, uh, they consider 35 advanced maternal age, but I was geriatric Kayla. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> but you know, I was healthy. So I'm like, Oh, I have no problems. You know, I work out and I eat right, blah, blah, blah. So we went to the doctor. She ran a bunch of tests on me at first, just me. 
told me I was completely healthy. You know, keep trying is what they, they tell you. And mm-hmm. so we're like, all right, well, we've been doing that, but we'll keep trying. Were you guys getting nervous at all? Like, you know, <laughs> trying and nothing happening? Like, what were you going through emotionally? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's always in the back. Well, for me, that was in the back of my head. Like, oh my God, why is this not working? Like every month you get your period and you're like, what the hell? I'm having sex. I'm supposed to be getting pregnant. Why am I not getting pregnant? So yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was frustrating and, you know, sad every month when I would get my period and like, I just couldn't understand why it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Did you have any friends that you could talk to or like anybody that was going through the same thing? No, not really. You Mm -hmm. know, either I had friends with kids or I had friends that weren't even thinking of kids yet. So it was kind of like, you know, all over the board. So really, no, there was nobody I could talk to. So how did you get through that? (sighs) Google. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, would try to talk to my husband, which he thought I was completely ridiculous. He was like, you just stop and relax and it'll happen. And, you know, men, they don't get it really. So, yeah. And I think sometimes too, they don't have that desire that we have, you know, that like guttural feeling that like it has to happen. And, you know, I mean, not obviously not grouping all men into one category, but a lot of them and my husband didn't either. And, you know, he didn't, he wasn't like just relaxed, but he was just like, we're good. Cause ours was secondary infertility. So we had our daughter and he's like, if it happens, it happens. And I was like, no, (laughs) it needs to happen. Laser focus, you know? Yes. So yeah. So we tried a couple more months and still nothing was happening. So we went back and so she was like, all right, well, let's try Clomid. You know, that's a very common fertility drug that they put you on. I know now that it is not very good for you. And half the time it doesn't work, but I didn't know then. So I'm like, okay, sure. Okay. Wait, let's unpack that a second. What, tell me about Clomid. What do you know? You know, we talk about Clomid a lot on this show. A lot of people have gone on it. I never did. But, you know, there's the Clomid crazies that people get. It affects people, a lot of people. Some people it doesn't affect negatively. But tell me your experience with Clomid. Yeah, so it didn't really affect me negatively, but it didn't work. And it was, it's supposed to help you to ovulate. And I didn't even know if I was ovulating, which is so crazy to me now. Like I wasn't tracking my cycle. I wasn't planning my intercourse. I wasn't doing any of these things because I didn't know I was supposed to. And my doctor never said anything to me about this. Mm. So it's like, okay, take this medicine and it's supposed to help me get set, you know, get pregnant or it's supposed to help me to ovulate. And I didn't even know if I was ovulating or not, but I just took it because I trusted my doctor. And I was like, well, she says, this is what I need. And this is what I need. So three cycles and it didn't work. And it can actually throw off your natural cycle. If you're ovulating and you take Clomid, it can actually cause you to not ovulate because it's the hormones are like fighting with each other. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And it dries up your cervical mucus, which you need to, you know, the cervical mucus plays such a huge role in you getting pregnant and you getting pregnant with a healthy baby mm-hmm. like for that to dry up that's a huge piece of the pregnancy puzzle. And so, right. Speaking of puzzles, and we'll talk about this more as we get into it, but you know, you did write the hormone puzzle method. So, you know, a lot about hormones and these puzzles too. I do want to talk about that as you go on, but would you say with Clomid, like just for people listening, maybe like make sure you know what you're getting into before you just start taking it? Yes. Do your research. Make Mm -hmm. sure you know if you're ovulating 
make sure you've had a full hormone profile done at your doctor's that you've seen that hormone profile. So, you know, when the doctor says, oh, you're completely normal. Well, they say that if you fall between a range and Mm -hmm. if you're low in a certain hormone, but you're within that range, you will be normal. So I always recommend get that hormone profile, look at it, see where your numbers are, and then make an educated decision if you want to do Clomid, if you want to do Famara, any of the fertility drugs, because they are the drugs and you need to be educated on taking them. Mm-hmm. So people can learn more about that. I'll, you know, we can plug your site and everything and your book and all that, but they can learn more about that and the stuff that you've written and created, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, cool. Okay. So then what happened? <laughs> yes. Three rounds of Clomid, nothing happens. So we go back. I'm like, okay, I've been taking this. It's not working. You know, what's our next option? So then she recommended we go see a fertility specialist in town. Uh, so we went to the local fertility clinic. Again, they ran a bunch of tests, said you guys are completely healthy. Nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's when they pulled my husband in and started testing him completely healthy. Your sperm is great. Nothing's wrong. So then that's when they said, well, your next option because of your age. So now at this point, I'm 35. We went to the fertility clinic. They ran the test. Everything was normal. So they said, your next option, we suggest you do IUI. Well, that, and then I knew after IUI, if that didn't work, then the next step would be IVF. Mm -hmm. So my thinking was, okay, I'm completely healthy from what you guys are telling me. I'm 35 years old, which, okay, maybe that's on the cusp of advanced maternal age. But if there's nothing medically wrong with me, why do I need to do a medical procedure to get pregnant? Mm -hmm. So that's when I said, okay, I know that will be there if I need it eventually. And I know a lot of people use those procedures. They get pregnant. I'm not taking anything away from that. That's, mm-hmm. I'm so happy that we have that technology and that medical care that we can take advantage of. But yeah. I'm one of the success stories. It did work yeah. for me. Yeah. And that is amazing. And like mm-hmm. I said, I knew it would be there, but I also knew for me that I was healthy. So let me see what mm-hmm. I can do to do this naturally. Yeah. And doesn't work, then I could go back to that. I love that you had that foresight and you, you were like, I need to do what's best for me and my body. And you didn't just, you know, I think a lot of us and me too, go along with kind of what doctors tell you sometimes without advocating and doing your research and all that. So I love that you did that for yourself. Yes. And I'm a huge proponent of be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. Those doctors, they work for you mm-hmm. and make sure that you ask questions. Do not feel bad about that. This is your health. This is your future baby. You totally. deserve that. And so be your own advocate, ask those questions, get those tests, decide for yourself and your family, what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you were like, I'm not going to do that. You know, we'll table that and look okay. into other options. So what did you do to get yourself you know, healthy and in other areas or what were you, what road did you go down then? So I really just started digging into researching and finding out exactly what I needed to do to get as fertile as possible. So I researched, okay, what foods do I need to be eating? What does my exercise need to look like? What, you know, what could be causing me not to get pregnant? How do I track my cycle? How do I, you know, what is cervical mucus? What, What does that mean for fertility? Am I ovulating? All of it. So I just dug in like, took a dive into the deep end of fertility. And I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I did. I started learning about the foods I needed to be eating. So I kind of like to go back for a minute, I was already healthy. And that's what I, I hear a lot from people. I'm eating healthy, but Mm -hmm. it's a little bit different 
you're eating for fertility. So it's almost like a notch up. You're eating certain foods that are going to benefit your fertility, lots of fats, lots of you know, veggies, lots of leafy greens. So you're getting all that folate, lots of lean proteins. And what I was doing was I was always of the mentality was I need to eat super light. I need to eat low fat. I need to eat, you know, I was eating lean cuisines and things mm-hmm. like that I thought were healthy. Oh my God. I used to love lean cuisine. Yes. Oh my God. They're so they're, bad for you. They're so bad. They have like 7,000 ingredients, but yes. that was like after college when I like didn't have any money and didn't really know how to cook. It was like pop a lean cuisine in. They're so gross, but. And you know what's funny side note. So when I met my husband, I had the worst stomach issues. Always. Every time I ate, I would have cramping and like diarrhea and all these stomach issues. And my husband was the one that was like, when we started going down this path of, you know, changing our diet. He was like, you know, that lean cuisine is probably the reason your stomach hurts all the time. Mm-hmm. And so now, because I eat all whole food nutrition, never would look at a frozen food again. I have no stomach issues. Mm-hmm. They all went away. It's so no frozen foods thing. for you? No, never. Never? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, why? Can you tell me why in a nutshell? No frozen processed foods. It's okay. okay to eat frozen fruit. Like if it's just fruit or frozen veggies, if it's just veggies or like frozen meat, if it's just meat, but not mm-hmm. any frozen packaged foods like a lean cuisine, a TV dinner, um, you know, a packaged food with thousands of ingredients. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let got me it. So no TV dinners. Do you remember oh. those ones where like they had foil on top and you would like roll them back? Like they were oh, legit yeah. TV dinners. <laughs> yes. That was big <laughs> like in my household salad, too. The Salisbury steak. Yeah. Like the... <laughs> different compartments. Like one was, would be like, a Salisbury steak and one was like three green beans. And then there was like a brownie for dessert. Like it was so <laughs> <Right>. nasty. <laughs> so disgusting. And oh. by the way, this episode is not sponsored by Lean Cuisine. Okay, yes. <laughs> Let's put that It'd be weird if I paused and was like, I'll be, we'll be right back. <laughs> Lean Cuisine. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah. So I just really got focused on changing my diet. What, what foods work for me and what, you know, I looked at my exercise as well. I was exercising entirely too much. I was very lean. I was big on to be healthy. You had to be skinny and you had to be fit. And so, but for fertility, that's the opposite of what you need. Yes. You need to be healthy and you need to be at an ideal weight for yourself, but to be super lean and to be doing four and five workout classes a day, because you think that's what's healthy? That's not what's healthy for fertility. Wait, and four so, and five classes a day? A week. I'm sorry. A week. <laughs> <laughs> a week. I mean, unless you're like a fitness instructor. But I tell you, I would. So I would go to the gym. I would lift weights. Then I would do a, oh, what was that class called? Where they did like the circuit. It was almost like a boot camp. So Zumba? I would do that. And then I would do, Just kidding. Not Zumba. <laughs> yeah, not Zumba. Like boot but, camp kind of thing? Yeah, it was like a boot camp. It was called something. I can't remember what it was called. CrossFit? Uh, no, oh. no. It Jazzercise? Was a, no. <laughs> it was like a... Can lunch. you tell I grew up in the 80s? <laughs> yeah, I did too. I did too. That's why we know what lean cuisine is. Right? <laughs> but yeah, so I would do that and then I would do a spin class. So I would do two classes and lift weights. It would take me okay. like three hours. How did I you was, have time to do all that? I worked from home and okay. I... It was in sales. And so I just would go between sales calls and do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was insane. Okay. But- so, so just another takeaway for people is like sometimes too much exercise is going to have a negative effect on your fertility. 
hundred percent. Yes. So what would be like your blanket statement about fitness? Like how much is the perfect amount? I mean, obviously everybody's different, but yeah, I'm very big on cycle syncing and that Mm -hmm. includes exercise. So Mm -hmm. exercising based on where your hormones are at in your cycle each month. Mm -hmm. So luteal and on your period, which is the second two two weeks of a 28 day cycle, then that is when you need to do more slow, gentle yoga, Tai Chi, uh, walking type of movements because your hormones are low and your energy is usually low. Mm -hmm. As those hormones rise, as you go into follicular, you go into ovulation, you have more energy and you have more resources available to exercise harder. So Mm -hmm. I would tell people if you love, you know, I love to spin. I'm a huge cycle fan. Me too. Yes. It's so fun. It's a great workout, but it's intense. And so I save that for the middle two weeks of my, my cycle where I have the energy, I have the, you know, my hormones, I'm kind of working with my body and the rest of the time I do more low and gentle restorative movements, which is Mm -hmm. just as good for you, but it's just different. And Mm -hmm. so for fertility, that's going to benefit you the most. Okay. So how would you explain cycle syncing? Like in your own words? Yes. So it's a functional medicine concept and it's partnering your food, fitness, social life, and work life with the phases of your monthly cycle. Mm -hmm. So either giving your body the food that it needs to make the hormones that it needs, or you're, you know, exercising based on where your hormones are at, or you're eating foods and doing things to naturally detox your hormones. So once you go through that 28 to 35 day cycle, instead of having those hormones recycle back into your body, you want to do things to naturally detox them out. And this will also help with symptoms. So if you're having a lot of like PMS, cramping, bloating, acne, all of that is a symptom of hormones. And so just eating these detox friendly foods or doing, you know, the slow, gentle exercises that will help to kind of to detox those hormones back out. So you're not recycling them and getting all of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And and I feel like are you like a pioneer in this, in this like sector? Because I don't, I feel like I haven't before you and before you did our fertility rally event, like I hadn't really heard about this at all. There's not a lot of people talking about it and it's, it's kind of, it's an old concept, but it's kind of new as well. So there hasn't been a ton of research on it, but for me and for all my clients and for the results that I've seen, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And it's almost like intuitively eating and exercising and listening to your body and giving your body what it needs. Mm -hmm. So it makes perfect sense. And we've been doing that for thousands of years, but it's really never been labeled as cycle syncing. I love it. All right. I have another question. It's not fertility related, but does alcohol affect you differently depending where you're at in your cycle? It does. Yes. Because I feel like I've noticed that with myself before. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it's always just been a hunch, but like a couple drinks at a certain time of the month. And then like a couple drinks you know, when I get my period or something affects me differently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so alcohol, how do you explain that? So alcohol, caffeine, and soy can mimic estrogen, but can also be a pseudo estrogen means it makes your body make excess estrogen during your, the times when you're trying to detox those hormones back out to so luteal and your period, uh-huh. alcohol can affect you in a stronger way. Mm-hmm. It's allow your body to make more estrogen when you need to be detoxing estrogen. Interesting. So I okay. always recommend if you can abstain from alcohol during those two weeks, you know, when you're in luteal and then on your period, that's going to be your best option. That's so like, interesting. I, I love my wine. I do not want to give it up. Yeah. Then have a 
red wine because red wine has antioxidants in it, which gotcha. is good for you all the time. So if you have to have the wine, do the red wine. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to your story. So where were you at with your husband at this point? Yes. So we went to the fertility clinic, you know, they recommended IUI, IVF. We ended up, I said, I'm going to take a year and I'm going to see if I can get as fertile as possible through diet and lifestyle. And then after a year is up, you know, I'll be 36, almost 37. Then I knew that um, IVF or IUI would be there and we could try them. And then I figured, okay, if I'm 37, I have about three years, you know, I I know people that have had babies in their forties through IVF. And so Mm -hmm. I knew I thought I had a little time to play with. And so that's what we did. I got Uh as little as I possibly could. It took me about six months after I made that decision that I got pregnant with my first. Mm -hmm. He is now seven years old. So he was a, you know, a healthy pregnancy, healthy baby. So, so that was my first. Uh Well, then we decided we wanted to have a second. And at this point I was almost 40. And so we started, I was like, well, it took us so long with the first, it took almost two years from, you know, the time we got married to the time we had our first, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry, almost three years. So once we decided we wanted to have another one, we said, okay, it might take a while and I'm pushing close to 40. So let's go ahead and get started. And would you know, one try and we got pregnant. (laughs) Just naturally (laughs) with all the hormone stuff that you were doing? Naturally. That's so... So I had my second at 40 years old. Okay. So how were you, did you do anything differently between the first one and the second one as you got older? Cause I know like between, you know, 36, 37 and 40, your body can change a lot, right? It does. But I think because I had figured out the eating and kind of like what worked for my body, I had figured out the exercise and I had gotten all those pieces And it. This is a lifestyle. Like once I started doing that, I do that to this day. You know, I eat a certain way and all whole food balanced nutrition. I don't eat processed foods. I don't eat junk food. I know fast foods, like none of that. It's all like clean, wholesome foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I figured out that that's what worked for my body, I was able to get pregnant again. I think I really think because I was so healthy, my hormones were balanced, my, all of that. And then once I got pregnant once my body kind of knew what to do. And so I think just the combination of being super healthy with the fertility foods and lifestyle and being pregnant once before it was fairly easy. So yeah, we had our second at 40. He's completely healthy. Now he's about to turn five. Same Um, with my little guy. Yeah. I can't believe he's almost five, but yeah. And so, and now I am about to be 44 years old mm-hmm. and I am as healthier than I've ever been. And I, you're pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know my husband and I always joke, like I work with pregnant women, all, you know, work with fertility, getting people pregnant. And he's like, what if you accidentally get pregnant because of all this stuff you're teaching them, you're doing on yourself. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this. Did your husband... Does he do this as well? Like, does he eat like you do? And not as strictly as I do. Okay. Uh, so he, he, is that a word strictly? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's not as strict as I am, but he does. Once he kind of saw me jump on this bandwagon, he started doing it too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, he eats his salads and his, we're big on like lean meats. We love to grill and, yeah. you know, we do eat red meat because it's great iron source. And so, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, it's about figuring out what works for you. I know some people, they just cannot do red meat. They cannot do meat. Some people are vegetarians, but for us, you know, the red meat works, the fish works, the chicken works. We're meat people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, meats, lots of veggies, lots of healthy fats. 
When's the last time you had like McDonald's or something? Oh my God. Probably college. Okay. <laughs> graduated college in 99. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the last time you had like a fast food or like just like a terrible meal, like terribly unnutritious or like... See, I don't, uh, fast food doesn't tempt me. So I can't even remember the last time I had a fast food meal or anything, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what does tempt me is candy. And mm. right now I have a bowl of Halloween candy and I've had a little bit of it. And for the last two days, I've had a stomach ache. So, really? <laughs> damn candy. <laughs> so do you do it with your kids too? Like, are they eating the same way? They don't eat as healthy. Obviously they're kids. We try to encourage them to eat healthy, but they're five and seven. So mm-hmm. It's hard, but as much as we can, you know, I try to encourage them to have smoothies and yeah. different ways of, of sneaking in the, the healthy foods into their meals. Totally. Um, I started making my daughter a smoothie every morning and yeah. I'm back on the smoothies myself. Cause that's the way I know I can really pack in the veggies yes. and the fruits in the morning and like start off. I don't yeah. do it every morning, but I'm trying to again. And yeah. And- know that it's it's easier for your body to process liquid especially on an empty stomach so all of those good nutrients in that smoothie your body's going to use them quicker and easier than if you sit down and ate like a big bowl of vegetables in the morning so that's okay. just a little fun thing i love smoothies i'm a huge yeah. fan smoothies all year round so I let me them. ask you this what is in terms of processed food like why is it so bad for you hormonally it's all the ingredients, you know, the chemical ingredients that are in it, your body doesn't know what to do with that. And so it almost sees it as like stress. And so it sends out an alarm, it raises your cortisol, and then it, it messes with your gut microbiome. It just doesn't know what to do with it because it's a, an invader and it's a foreign ingredient. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it, it can mess with your hormones so much because when your stress hormone cortisol goes up, your sex hormones come down. Your Mm -hmm. body will always take from any other process to make your stress hormones because that's its main function is to keep you alive over everything else. Mm -hmm. So those stress hormones go up because of that processed food, those sex hormones come down. So it's a lot harder to make a baby. Mm. So interesting. It's crazy. I mean, the body is so, so very smart and it, it knows what to do. You just have to give it the right tools to do it. Right. So, okay, let's wrap up with just a couple of takeaways for people that might be listening. What would you say are like the most common things that you tell your clients? Because you do coaching and you're starting a membership website, which is exciting. Like I said, you've got your book and we'll put all of that, you know, when we publicize the episode, I'll put all of that out there too. But what are some of the most common things that you start out with? If someone comes to you and says, I, you know, I've been trying to have a baby for three years. I don't want to go to like, assisted reproductive technology, if I can avoid it, what do you tell them? Yeah. And let me put a caveat on that first too, because I work with people all over the board. So some people come to me saying they don't want to do the art yet and they want to just do naturals so I can help them there. But I also work with people that are doing assisted reproductive technology and right. and IVF. So my work can help no matter where you're at. On yeah. This spectrum. Right. Right. And my caveat, my caveat too, is like no judgment, you know, yeah, obviously totally. I used IVF and I'm all for it, but if you want to try and not to, I'm, you know, understanding of that as well. You got to do what's best for you, obviously. Exactly. So I always start with a pretty in-depth health questionnaire and not that I'm trying to diagnose or treat your illness or disease, but I want to get a full picture of what your health looks like and where you're at as far as, are you struggling with anything like PCOS, endometriosis, unexplained infertility? Do you, what does your diet look like? A typical day? What is your, do you have anything else that, you know, I, all these in-depth medical questions that I 
look at to see a whole picture of what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And then we start with the hormone puzzle, which we haven't talked about, but I'll go through it really quick. Yes. The puzzle's an acronym and it's all the pieces that I use to get myself pregnant naturally. And I created this acronym for an easy way for me to remember kind of what I needed to focus on each day and each week. And also to help my clients remember once I decided to start this business, like how can they remember what they need to be focusing on? So it's puzzle P proper whole food nutrition, U understanding supplements, Z zapping stress, Z Z's or sleep. L is love and encouragement. E is exercise and environment. Mm-hmm. So every day and every week you need to be thinking, okay, Am I focusing on these things? Am I eating balanced whole food nutrition? Am I getting enough sleep? And I am I exercising the way I should? Mm-hmm. Now I always tell people, you know, in the beginning it may sound like a lot and it might be very overwhelming. Just pick one thing. Say today I'm gonna change my breakfast and eat a little healthier, or tomorrow I'm gonna go and do a yoga class over a spin class, or just you know, pick one thing that you're like, this is what I can control and what I can change. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I really stress is a lot of times infertility is a very, there's a lot of things you can't control, but what you can control is what you put in your mouth, what you do for exercise, what Mm -hmm. you put on your body as far as your environmental toxins. Like those are things you can control. And Mm so focus on that and pick one thing and do that. So that's where I start with people. I start with hormone puzzle. We dive into each piece. Usually the food piece is like the first thing we start with. And then we go through the whole puzzle throughout a 90 day program. Mm -hmm. Tell me about supplements. So the U is understanding supplements. Are there some that you recommend across the board? Are there some you should not be taking? Yes. And fertility wise, obviously. Yes. So I call the U understanding supplements because you really do need to understand supplements. You need to understand what you're taking and what is going to work for you. Don't just take something because you read it on Facebook that it works for people with PCOS or whatever it is, or you, you Google, you know, when you find a supplement, make sure you understand what that supplement is and what it will do for you and your specific situation. So I always say check with your doctor first. If you think there's a supplement that maybe you do find it on Google or on Facebook, ask your doctor, is this going to work with what I'm doing? Is this going to work with, you know, if you are doing art treatments, is this going to work with that? If you're doing it naturally, just ask your OBGYN, you know, send an email through that portal that they give us and just ask. So that's the first thing. I do recommend a few supplements for pretty much everyone, but again, check with your doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are three things. The first is a balanced whole food multivitamin. So you want a whole food multivitamin because you want that vitamin to be bioavailable. And what that means is your body sees it as food. So it knows what to do with it. And it utilizes all of those vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. A lot of vitamins that you find on the store shelves are synthetic. Your body sees that as chemicals. It doesn't know what to do with it. It sees it as a toxin and it just pees it out. Mm-hmm. And so I tell people that your vitamins from CVS is just very expensive pee and you're not getting the benefit out of it. Then I recommend fish oil unless you're eating fish a couple times a week. So you're getting those good EPAs, those DHAs, you want to be supplementing with the fish oil. Fish is there a specific fish oil? Cause I know there's tons of different ones there too. Is there something that people should look for? Yeah, not really, just like a cold water, deep fish, fish oil. Okay. Yep. And then the last thing is if you're not eating fermented foods on a regular basis, you'll need a good pre and probiotic, one that is stored in the fridge that has good bacteria for 
that gut microbiome to stay strong. If okay. you're having fermented foods a couple times a week, maybe you're having some kombucha or some kimchi or some sauerkraut, then you're probably okay and you don't need to worry about a pre and probiotic. The other piece of that too, is you want to make sure you're eating enough fiber. The fiber is the prebiotic. It's what feeds the probiotic bacteria. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating a a balanced whole food nutrition, you're probably getting enough fiber. You're having some fermented foods, then you could, you could probably skip that one. But if you're not, then you definitely need the pre and probiotic. Gotcha. What if you don't have any like gut issues? Like, do you still need to take a pre and probiotic? I recommend it for everyone if you're okay. not eating those fermented foods. Just okay. because you're not having any gut issues doesn't mean nothing in there is going on. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, just to make sure that, and a lot of stuff starts in the gut. You know, it's uh, that microbiome has to be strong and, you know, it, it's, it correlates with the vagus nerve that goes from the stomach to the brain. And so you want that gut strong, even if you're not having stomach issues yet. That doesn't mean you won't in the future. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. interesting. So, all right, tell us a little bit more about what you've got going on that you can offer to people and like your coaching and all of that. Definitely. So if you think you might want to learn more about me, I suggest you go to my website, which is coachkayla.com and Kayla's K-E-L-A. There I have three different free gifts. So one's a fertility meal plan. One's a cycle syncing quick start guide if you're just struggling with hormones. And one's just a holistic cookbook. So you could get that free gift. Then if you think you want to work with me or you want more information, I suggest you book an appointment with me. You can do that right there on the website. Click, scroll down on the first page and click book a discovery call. And in that call, we'll discuss more in detail your story, what you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about my programs and how I might be able to help you. No pressure. It's not a sales call. It's an informative call where we're just chatting and we're learning more about each other. And you can decide if you want to work with me or not. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Kayla. And Kayla, thank you so much for coming on my show. So happy to know you. I hope you guys learned a lot. I know I certainly did. So one more thing is that if you guys did miss Fertility Rally Live, which was amazing, and I'm so grateful to everybody who came and to all of our speakers and sponsors, but it's still going to be live until almost the end of November. So depending on when you're listening to this, it might still be live right now. So If you still want to go back and listen to all of our talks, we have more than 11 hours of programming. So you can go to fertilityrally.com to get tickets there. So thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys next time.